Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Another Digital Citizen. My name is Pro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, it's going okay. I will tell you about the night I had because I had a hectic night. Uh, but before that, okay. uh, you got to share this podcast. Podcast is fun. People are doing it. It seems to work. Uh, yeah, hopefully um, the listens are up. So if you're sharing it, keep sharing it. If you're new, welcome and hello and share mm-hmm. the, share the podcast with new people. Yep. Are you ready for this uh, week's riddle? Okay. A man discovers... Uh, <laughs> uh, a man is discovered dead sitting behind his desk, alone, locked in uh, office. He did not commit suicide, and there was no weapons in the room. The only clue is a sealed envelope on the desk in front of him. How did he die? Uh, the envelope was poisoned. Yes! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Ha You got it! Uh, yeah, so I had a busy uh, last 24 hours, to say it my way. Okay. Uh, I woke up. <laughs> I woke up. Uh, so okay, I have had this problem that I, when I don't, uh, when I eat stress, I don't eat. I get the same. And thing. lately, yeah. yes, uh, and uh, I have this gla- glance problem in my body. So when I do do this, I don't have diabetes at all, but uh, right. uh, I my blood sugar gets like super low. So I went to buy bed, uh, or, or I take, took it very easy yesterday, and I ate way too much. And I, uh, I starting having uh, cramps like at ten o'clock or something. At two o'clock in the night, I woke up. Have you ever seen Carrie the movie? Yeah. Do you remember the scene in uh, where she's dunked in blood? Sure, everybody knows that scene. Right, so I woke up and I was covered in blood from top to toe. And uh, uh, this was 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was kind of scared. And uh, when I say kind of scared, I screamed like a chicken. Okay. Uh, so, I, so I woke up my next, uh, their, uh, next door neighbor. He called an ambulance, because that's what you fucking do when you're covered from head to toe in blood. Where is this blood uh, coming from? You haven't specified. I, I, I will soon tell you. Uh, and uh, I was rushed to the hospital, uh, checking everything. So I had a cyst up my <clears throat> bum hole, and it spread leak. Okay. Yeah. How did that cover you in blood? Assist? Right, but I mean, how did it get to, like, your head or your 
back or like how did oh you... because I, I i have just rolled around in oh it. in your sleep right that makes sense in my sleep so <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I jabbed my finger this week uh, and it wouldn't stop bleeding actually and i was trying to like stop stop it and i was at my parents house and they have a you know robot vacuum and there was blood mm-hmm. i'm like leaking on the ground out of, out of the band-aid and then the robot vacuum is like going around and it's starting to spread the blood all over the floor and i was like oh no i had to like run and stop the robot vacuum while i'm still trying to keep myself from bleeding yeah funny yeah that's so yeah i was scared yeah that's uh, terrifying i mean if you yeah. just wake up and you don't know what's going on and then yeah totally a little bit uh, was it yeah. dark so at first you're like what is this wet stuff Yes. Yeah, totally. And I, I had taken a bottle of, uh, of uh, water to me to bed, so I was like thinking, I was thinking, oh, I must have uh, not drank it all. And I was 100% sure I did. So when I turned on the light to look how much <laughs> water I had spilled over right. the, the bed, I, I was like, oh, this looks like I killed someone. Wow, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was my 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 last twenty four hours. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm pretty good because I've just, I've slept. So when I came home, so it's feeling better. It doesn't hurt or anything. Uh, it hurts but, a little uh, bit. It's. I mean, it's it's not that I couldn't go home. So. Right. Totally. I mean, it's a cyst. What can you do? They don't have vaccines for cysts, do they? No, they don't have vaccines. But uh, they are trying out some uh, uh, emergency use of uh, effective uh, COVID-19 in the UK. It says Britain is preparing to revise its laws to allow emergency use of effective coronavirus vaccines before they're fully licensed from. But only Mm -hmm. if the shots meet required safety and quality standards. Wouldn't that be like if getting licensed? I'm very confused by this. In a statement Friday, Boris Johnson told the government uh, they were adopting reinforced safeguards to allow the country's medicine regulatory agency to grant temporary authorization for certain COVID-19 vaccines provided and meets certain safety and quality standards. Right. Can I take a guess uh, where this is coming from? Well, okay. I think this probably has to do with the Russia vaccine, if I had to guess. I mean, it's very interesting that we've had that discussion a a few weeks ago about the whole Russia thing. Yeah. And now Britain is saying, hey, we're going to start administering vaccines before they're fully licensed. Right. But everybody was making such a big deal out of Russia administering vaccines before they were fully licensed, and now UK is deciding they're going to do it. It's just a very... I, I I wouldn't say hypocritical, but it's just uh, funny that how the the way the world works right now. You know what I mean? It's like one week something's a huge deal, and then two weeks later it's like, yeah. eh. <laughs> no, I I would call it hypocritical. I would definitely call it hypocritical. Yeah, especially if well, I don't know if Boris Johnson made a big deal out of the, but he probably did to be honest. Knowing him, he probably did. But uh, the only thing is also I'm a hundred and ten percent sure that. Uh, uh, Trump would support this and not the Russia thing, so... 
It says, if we develop an effective vaccine, it's important we make it available to patients as quickly as possible, but only if safety standards have been met. Britain said mm-hmm. the move was a precautionary measure and would only be used in a last resort if if there was a pressing public health justification, meaning like a massive outbreak, probably. Yeah. Uh, another thing with uh, this outbreak is uh, Zoom. Everybody's using Zoom. I mean, we even I... covered that they were using it for court cases, right? Like, school, yeah. every school's using it. Uh Tons of people are using it. They're having Zoom weddings. I mean, yeah. Uh, but uh, now uh, the stocks are just... And it has the market value as the same as Boeing that makes airplane and Starbucks that makes coffee. Is that saying how popular this fucking thing is? I can understand it... Boeing right now because not a lot of people are probably flying. Right. But uh, Starbucks? It says the Zoom... Uh, is an integral part of life during the pandemic. On Tuesday, Wall Street acknowledged that by boosting the video conference company's market value um, to more than the established companies such as Citigroup, Boeing, and Starbucks. So more than those companies. Zoom shares rose 40%, 41%, pushing the market value up to $1.9 billion after, comp- after the company... Uh, reported explosive growth during the second quarter as more people paid for subscriptions, giving them more control over their virtual meetings. Zoom's revenue more than quadrupled for the same time last year. I mean, that's pretty yeah. obvious, but I think a lot of pe- the people who are paying these subscriptions are probably schools and other places. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it's nearly... 2.4 million up uh, from roughly 1.8. Okay. So in in June, I mean that's that's a big jump. It says at the current level, Zoom market value exceeds the combined value of uh, General Motors and Ford, and is more than double the aggregate value of the four biggest airlines. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. But I have to ask you, is it worth investing in? Because It's a little late now, I think. I think if you invested in this yeah. last year, you're doing really good right now. I just think it's interesting that right. Zoom came out of nowhere and has made so much money just because of this pandemic. Nobody had heard of Zoom before February. <laughs> I am going to launch a new conspiracy theory. I'm sure somebody has already think, thought about this, but uh, Zoom is uh, really shiny. From China. Uh, I'd have to look it up. I I don't know exactly where they're from. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Hey, look, you live in Oregon. Uh, There has been a shooting there again. Uh, uh, One person was shot and killed last last Saturday in Portland, Oregon. A large caravan uh, of uh, President Donald Trump supporters and Black Lives Matter protests clashed in the streets. Uh, it was, wasn't was clear if the shooting was linked to the fights that broke out uh, as the caravan of uh, about 600 vehicles were confronted by protesters in the city downtown. Uh, freelance uh, photographer heard three gunshots, then observed the, the police medics working on the body of a victim who appeared to be a white man. The freelancer said that the man was wearing a hat, uh, bearing the uh, insignia of 
Patriot Prayer, a right-wing group whose members frequently clash with the protesters in Portland uh, in uh, the past. Uh, police did not reali- uh, release any other additional details and were at the scene investigating last uh, late Saturday. Uh, yeah, so this happened... So there's been ongoing protests in Portland. Um, these 600 Trump supporters came into to the city specifically to antagonize the protesters. Um, right. Driving trucks through crowds, shooting people with paintball guns and and uh, pepper spray and mace and different things out of the back of their trucks while they're driving past shooting people with paintball guns. Um, that was during the day. There were clashes, and then more at night, and then... Um, I've seen the video of this. It seems what happened is the two guys clashed. One the guy who was shot sprayed pepper spray at the man who pulled the gun on him and then shot him. Is what it, the video shows that I've seen. Yeah, and that's more or less what I have seen as well as well. Um, I I feel it's awful uh, any time somebody gets shot. So. Right, totally. I mean, this is even. It's sad um, that somebody had to die in in a protest, um, and it makes the protest look bad. Uh, yeah, it gives this gives Trump ammunition to say, yeah. "Oh, the radical left and all that uh, that yeah, whole yeah. thing." And um, yeah, I I just think it was a bad idea for them to come and try to antagonize. Uh, of course, the was. protesters to begin with that that was the right. beginning of everything going wrong, um, and but, <clears throat> if they wanted to protest, they could have protested, you know, somewhere by themselves and been like, "Hey, we're against those those protests, that those riots, right. or whatever else." But they chose to come and antagonize instead of peacefully protesting. So. I'm going to place a devil's advocate here and, and say that that does compare to both sides, though. Because I know that uh, there are a lot of people that go and protest white national uh, demonstrations as, as well that are like kind of anti-Trumpish people that goes there. And, and so it, it does uh, compare to both sides. Right, sure. I, I, I think sometimes, uh, yeah, and sometimes the left can come to antagonize those sides as well. They're there yes. specifically to antagonize. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing a left group come with paintball guns driving past and doing drive-by paintball gunnings. I don't remember right. that ever no. happening, though. So No, no, I agree. Um, so uh, now we have the two nominees for president third and a douche um, Fox C-SPAN and NBC moderators for the um, upcoming uh, Trump-Biden debates are you first and foremost are you excited for this debates? I mean it should be uh, interesting if anything else you know what I mean uh, I don't know if it's sure. going to be uh, a quality debate necessarily because the two people who are going to be up there um, but it'll be interesting, and I'm sure that this is going to get a lot of eyeballs. Uh, so, according to the plan, uh, it will first be in 
uh, Fox News, uh, Chris Wallace at the 29th of September in Cleveland. Then Steve Scully of C-SPAN will have a town meeting debate on October 15th in Miami. And then NBC's Kristen Welker, I'm not sure I know her, uh, has a debate in October 22nd in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. Um, the commission also announced Wednesday, uh, USA's Today's Susan Page will moderate the vice presidential debate on October 7th in Salt Lake City. You know what? I'm actually looking most forward to that. Uh, I don't think it's going to get as many people watching, but it, it, it could be interesting. I mean, last year was total blowout where <laughs> Pen, Pence just right. destroyed uh, the guy. I can't even remember his name right now. Right. Um, but I, guy might <laughs> I think Harris maybe has a better chance against Pence than he did. Uh, but yeah. also, I she's a kind of, she's the kind of person where if, as long as she gets to stay on her talking points, she can make she can be a, a good speaker. But it, as soon as somebody gets her off her talking points, uh, like Tulsi Gabbard did in the debates, if you remember that, she gets lost I and do. totally jumbled and doesn't know what to do. So as long as she stays on track and Mike Pence doesn't. Uh, do something to throw her off her game. I think that could work out. Uh, September 29th, so at the end of the month, is the first debate, so we'll be covering that for sure on the show. Oh, definitely. And that we will... So, Luke, you have a Tesla, right? No. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, because they are expensive. As fuck. Uh, Elon Musk. Uh, uh, the... Do I call him the inventor of the Tesla? Is that fair? I think he is. is. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Tesla and uh, SpaceX founder Elon Musk unveils a pig with a computer chip in the brain. What is it about this? Uh, the founder Elon Musk on Friday showcased pigs, multiple pigs, I guess, with computer chips in their brains during his unveiling of Neuralink, an upcoming technology aiming to bring symbiosis between artificial intelligence and the human brain, Fro. The live this showcase... is not scaring me at all, no. <laughs> I haven't seen movies yep. about this ever, and they always work nope. out. They always work out mm -hmm. great. Um, you don't okay. have to pay credits to stay alive in certain of those movies at all. Right. Uh, the, no. <laughs> the live showcase involved displaying real-time neural signals from one of the pigs... Musk said the process for installing the Neuralink into a human brain would be an hour-long operation that is mo no more invasive than LASIK, inserting a coin-sized device into the skull that would leave a tiny scar uh, after the electrodes are inserted into the brain. He likened the technology to essentially being Fitbit inside your skull. I'm beginning to believe the Christian rights soon, that this is... <laughs> This is actually the mark of the beast. I'm beginning to think that. Um, I'd say this is closer to the mark of the beast than COVID vaccine. Uh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, how scary is this? Like, I, I, I understand that everybody says that about like new technology. When, when the car came, the horse people said, like, right. "Yeah, oh, this is going to be the television." Scary. Yeah, 
Right. Uh, I understand that. But I, I'm coming from a, a place where they have made 200 movies about this idea and it didn't go well in any of this. That in any of those scenarios, yeah. <laughs> right. So why do you think this is such a great idea? It's like, I really don't like this idea, but yeah, I could, I could see I'm, I probably would be wrong in 30 years. Right, like when you... Have you ever heard the stories of the time they first showed a movie, uh, like to an audience? Yes, yes. And it was a, a film of a train, Mass, and the yeah, train comes at the screen, and everybody in the yeah. audience freaks out because they think they're going to get run over by a train, but it's just right. the movie. That's kind of how maybe we're looking at it. We're the audience right now, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it says, The ambitious project has been under wraps since its announcement in 2016. Musk said the device could help fight memory loss, blindness, and paralysis, among other medical conditions. I've heard, like, uh, seizures, it would help, it could totally eliminate seizures for people who have those different right. ailments that have that. Parkinson and things like that. <clears throat> Anything right. that's like a mental nerve uh, disease, yeah. Right. And this is interesting in, 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 in the psychiatry thing as well, like me that struggles with psychiatry mm -hmm. problems like that. And like, it, could it be used in that kind of things? And I would be more than willing to implant something that me, makes me feel better. Every you know day. how I, I mean, I can see everybody wanting one of these, you know, how the one feature I could see them saying, like advertising this weight loss. What if you could, yeah. what if it could, yeah eliminate the need to be like oh i'm hungry in your brain people right. would be throwing this thing in their brain as quickly as they could yeah. get it <laughs> yeah this would be the death of whatever those cures are yeah but everybody in the world would be a genius and beautiful so mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that has also worked in every movie right that yeah there's never a, a, a low class of people that live like underground <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> that can't get. That can't afford to get the chip in their brain. Yeah. Chip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like every futuristic movie ever. Uh, We're living anyway, in it. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe some someday they will go from pigs to polar bears. Look. Yeah. Maybe you could insert the chip in there, and it would keep polar bears from attacking people. Because a Dutch man was killed by a polar bear in Norway. In Norway! Because we have polar bears in the street here in Norway. That's <laughs> what I always say. Yes. Mm -hmm. The man has died after being attacked by a polar bear at a campsite uh, in Norway's Arctic Slavbard. Is that how you say it? Svalbard. Oh, there you go. Archipelago. The man mm -hmm. identified as a foreign visitor was, was pronounced dead on his arrival at the hospital, the settlement in Norway is about 500 miles north of the Norwegian mainland. So it's nowhere... Can you say that, can you say that again, please? 500 miles north of Norwegian mainland, 800 <laughs> yeah. kilometers. Yes. It's very far away. Stop worrying about it. <laughs> it's way up north. That's why the, there are polar bears there. I mean, uh, it is technically still part of Norway. It'd be like... It's Technically, yes. Right. It'd be like saying we don't have moose in America, but Alaska is part of America, so... Right. Right. Um, it says the bear was shot 
by locals in a car park. Uh, so they had to they had to kill the bear. I guess that's kind of sad. But he but, did yeah. murder somebody. Uh, well, I don't know if it's technically murder when you're a bear. <laughs> no, it's b- b- bear bear gallery. But yeah, no. Uh, please remember, this is not on the fast land. Fast land. So, don't fucking worry about it. Come to Norway, everybody. It said there's uh, only been five uh, polar bears attacks since 1971, and this is the mm-hmm. one. This the last one before this was in 2011. So even then, it's right. very rare. Yeah. It's more you 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 would probably get hit by lightning in Norway before meeting a polar bear. I, I don't know. I. I guess it's because of the rarity of it, but it was news everywhere. I saw it in BBC, The Guardian, uh, NBC, like all over the world. It was news for some reason. And then I told Fro, and I'm like, hey, did you hear about that guy who died from a polar bear in Norway to the Norwegian yeah. guy? And, Nor- yeah. and Fro's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, really? everybody in the world apparently <laughs> knows except for Norway. <laughs> Do you know that they, uh, in in uh, Animal Crossing there is no polar bears? I don't know if that's a fact or not, by the way. I have a feeling there probably are. You think there's a polar bear in Animal Crossing? I don't know, but, it, I mean, I can imagine a very cute polar bear. You know what I mean? Aw, yeah. A Nintendo-made polar yeah. bear. I'm, I know yeah. there's pandas, but I don't know if there's polar bears. I, I know there's pandas as well, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's polar bears. Something tells me there isn't. Mm. Uh, but uh, the Biden campaign uh, releases Animal Crossing yard signs. This is a little <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it reminds me of 2016 Pokemon Go to the Polls. Yes, it's yes, it's 2020 Pokemon Go to the Polls. Animal Crossing yeah. was popular what six months ago. Everybody's moved on to like Fall that. Guys, yeah. so you should probably yeah. have, be like advertising in Fall Guys if you wanted to actually yeah. get through to the young kids. This so here. Uh, Animal Crossing users will now be able to add Joe Biden campaign campaign yard signs to their Animal Crossing village. Uh, Biden's campaign released four styles of signs. The official Biden-Harris logo, the Team Joe logo, uh, whatever. Uh, Players can access them by scanning QR codes through the Nintendo Switch Online app. the outreach strategy comes as Democrats have struggled to engage young voters in support of Biden and his run, running mate. And the Biden campaign has also boosted digital heavy, uh, a digital he- heavy strategy while avoiding in-person events amid the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, th- I mean, yeah, it is a way to reach out to people, I guess. I mean, do you know anybody that's still playing Animal Crossing? <laughs> I don't really play video games that yeah, so. I, I, I do, but uh, I also know some very, very Nintendo-heavy people, so... Right, so they're just really into Nintendo. That, I mean, that makes sense. And if you're right. just... If you're playing it on your... Your uh, Switch, and you're traveling around... Uh, yeah, I guess it could be fun if you're yeah. just hanging... If you're traveling around, but not many people are traveling around right now. Uh, well, I have I have one friend of mine that's very into this. Uh, uh, and she said that it's one of the most amazing games ever, and I was like... Really? Have you played a lot of other games? <laughs> this is what you think is the best game ever? Like going around on an island digging for seashells? I mean, like, it's, it, to me, it looks like a really advanced 
Facebook Flash game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like... Uh, oh, what was that called again? Farming the, Simulator? The far- no, Farming, farming sim- Simulator one. Something like that. Farmwell. Farmville. Farmville, Farm. yeah. It, it's Farmville. Like, it's like a very advanced, yes. graphically enhanced Farmville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what it is. Uh, so, uh, we need to talk about this child uh, and how playing with kites can be... Uh, somewhat dangerous? I guess. I mean, it depends on what kind of kite. This seems like a very advanced kite, don't you think? Right. Yeah, when it can lift someone that's three years old, I think that's pretty advanced. But uh, I think we should uh, look at the video and see how she got lifted by a kite in Taiwan. Okay, go ahead and give me a countdown. Huh? In three, two, one, go. Okay. okay, so this is uh, going in the wind. Kite festival. We see a lot of kites happening. So this is the tail. Yeah, it's we saw the tail. We saw the tail, and now... The kite festival is held in in uh, Hinshitu City in Taiwan. She spent about 30 seconds in the air before being rescued when the kite was lowered. Uh, the spin uh, speed range from 32 to 38 miles by hour. After the video, the festival was immediately uh, suspended. Okay, here we go. And here we go. And wow. How did she... Like, we saw the end of it, like, half a second ago, and then all of a sudden she's just right. attached to it. <laughs> wow. Estimated being being lifted over a hundred feet. She's just like dangling up there. Did you sing I Believe I Can Fly? The kid just dropped something. Like something fell. I don't know what it was. What is it? What is the kid even attached by? Because it's definitely... Uh, The string. I mean, the the kid can't be like holding onto it. It wouldn't have like the strength. A three-year-old? No way. Wow. View two. This one I have. I have actually not seen this angle. Whoa. Me neither. Whoa. Wow. Well, at least she will have a story she can tell the rest of her life. Do you know what happened to me when I was three years old? <laughs> right, totally. I mean, you're not going to remember <laughs> it. So, I mean, I don't think the kid's going to be like, remember it whatsoever, but. No, no. The parents will, that's for sure. Mild scratches on her face and neck. Probably from when she wow. came down, not from when she went up, is my right. guess. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I, I, do you want to go fly a kite? No. Let's go fly a kite up to the highest heights. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy that you got that reference. <laughs> Google it, everybody. Google it. We're old, old, old men. Hey, uh, do you need a history lesson? I do. Well, Trump is going to tell you. Hello, this is Trump with Trump Tells the Truth. Let's talk about history, how we view history, how we talk about history. How we see who's the crooks and who are not. It's always very strange. I always a lot of things in history, when we tell it from our perspective, I think it's strange. We used to say that people discovered America, like Columbus or Life Erickson discovered America. 
but you cannot discover a country with already living people. You can mean what you want about the society uh, in different terms, but you cannot say you discovered. Nobody discovered South America, North America, or Middle America, and so on. There were living people there. You immigrated there, and you brought your culture there, and you made a new society there. It's colonization, not discovery. That's two different things. Let's talk about other facts of history. I think it's funny. I come from Norway, and when you think about what Norway is famous for, is Vikings. Yes, the terrible Vikings. They did a lot of shit. They pillaged, they invaded, and they killed people. But what is hardest, I think, for some history tellers are they sacked churches. Yes, they sacked churches and took gold and killed monks and so on. Not a very nice thing to do. But history, European history, had been violence and violence from its beginning. And people who read a little bit modern history know that a revolution or invasion or wars in Europe never are pleasant. But there are different people when Christians are doing it or the other people are doing it. The, the Vikings were not Christian. So we had a, immediately that Christianity came to Norway and the Vikings stopped killing people. Well, it was not like that. The Vikings just did something else, like trading, and then they became Christian. And then we can hold Christianity as a big, yeah, big solution for everything, but it's not. The Christian Europe has been a Europe in fucking poverty. When a little rich elite rules the system, and everybody else is fucking poor. It's not about in modern times when people stood up, we get some change done. So say that, and me mildly with Christianity, people killed each other. Yes, Catholic Church killed, Protestants killed, and we killed each other, but which, yeah, but really about the same religion. We killed Jews, yeah. But nobody said that Christianity, Christian society, was a savage time in the European history. We said that the Vikings were. That is not quite right. It's always talking about how you talk about killing of people, too. The French Revolution was a bloody one. Yeah, when people are tired, desperate, had nothing to lose, people had to do a lot of fucking shit. Well, this time, they cut ahead of a lot of people. Not very nice thing to do. But that is like the big scary moment. Like that was the most savage time of all. Like Napoleon just come and stop it all. But it really was. All the people who've been forced to live in poverty, forced to work 12 hours a day, kids were working in mines. That's not hard part of history. But the French Revolution and the fucking chopping off of heads are hard. I can go on and go on and go on about all these things. But it's always, history is always funny because how we like to see it. We want to do what the fuck we want, but all other people should not do it. It's like, if you're white, if you're Christian, and you're conservative, you can always view history like a big fairy tale that you saved the world from everyone else and now they're coming back to fucking haunt you. No, you didn't save the world. And the world is coming back to haunt you. It's coming back to take its right place. 
What's happening in the United States now? Not only happening in the United States. It happened in Burroughs. It happened in Hong Kong. And it happened in a lot of other places. Yeah, there have been Black Lives Matter protests in Japan. Yes, in Japan. And Thailand. The world is changing. And the wide told history about what's happening is also changing. What is not happening is people try to tell the story in a different way. We talk about identity politics, but that word is bullshit. It doesn't exist. It's other people with other stories and old stories they want to tell in the real way. That is what's happening. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day. Thank you for that, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. Uh, Paul. Hey. Plug the email, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. If you want to email us, ask us anything, send us interesting news from your area or around the world uh, that we'll co- we can cover. Uh, any questions or comments or anything else, you can po- post them either at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com or underneath the show you're currently listening to on our Facebook page, Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. Also check us out on Twitter, at Podcast ADC. Yay! Have we gotten anything? Uh, yeah, we got something on Facebook under last week's show um, from Jeremy. Jeremy says, you guys haven't done ayahuasca during the show? I couldn't tell. I know. Smiley face. <laughs> it would be a really bad show if you were doing ayahuasca, because it would just, every, like... Uh. 10 minutes, we'd oh, have to walk away and th- vomit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, we don't walk away, Just we're just continuously talking, and then just all of a sudden, blah, and then I'm like, you know, and Microsoft really needs to, blah, yeah. <laughs> I, I said to Luke, jokingly once, that I should be on the podcast drunk, and then I actually was on the podcast drunk. Uh, yeah, if you go and listen to our uh Trump won the election Oh, right, our special. election special, yeah. <laughs> no, no one was very sober. <laughs> Absolutely no one <laughs> on that call. <laughs> it was, well, the first half of it, I, I think we were all fairly sober, but the second half of yes. it, we, yeah. <laughs> we're, the, we're definitely not. TV uh, round. Hey, uh, TikTok celebrities are criminally charged after L.A. house parties. Uh, Finally. Bryce Hall and Blake Gray are facing criminal charges after they hosted recent house parties in the Hollywood Hills, despite the city's ban on large gatherings during the coronavirus. Um, Los Angeles City Attorney filed misdemeanor charges against Hall and Gray, the internet celebrities uh, with millions of followers from TikTok. Yeah, these guys were getting blasted on YouTube for being idiots, and yeah. then finally... They were idiots. Finally, they... Well, yeah, they not only did they have this party, they posted tons of uh, social media posts about them being at this party. So they, it's not uh-huh. like they were trying to hide it. They were totally uh, showing that they were at this party and not uh, showing that they weren't respecting the rules whatsoever. So I'm not surprised they got charged. Uh, NBA player strike, uh, they say it's a, uh, remove destruction and highlight racism and, uh, for police brutality. 
Uh, right. This obviously they went on strike, uh, and then a little while later, a few days later, they went off strike. It says the NBA season is up in the air after the Clippers and Lakers players took a stance Wednesday night against uh, concluding the playoffs, according to ESPN. Um, yeah, so they went on strike, and then what I heard was Obama came in and said, "Hey, we need to, we need you guys to go back to work," and they trusted Obama, and they. They went back to work. Good for them, I guess. I mean, sure. I mean, I think a lot of good could be done by a sports strike if they stuck with it uh, as far as getting things passed because they have a lot of social influence. Right. Right. That was what happened in uh, during the Olympics in Berlin when Hitler was in power. If anybody remembers that back far, I don't. I don't. Not even I. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Carol Baskin. But, uh, Carol Baskin, our favorite lady. Carol Baskin. She's coming uh, to Dancing with the Stars. I am definitely going to see this just to see how bad she is at uh, dancing. Because I don't believe that Carol Baskin could be good at dancing. I also don't think so. Uh, it says. She the new season will premiere on a uh, September fourteenth. The next Netflix series Tiger King, uh, in which Baskin owns a big cat refuge, uh, and she shot uh, sought to shut down Joseph Maldano for passage for profit breeding of big cats. Um, yeah, she's she's gonna be on Dancing with the Stars. I don't I just don't see this going well for her. But sure. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to guess uh, they have it in the clause that they can't ask her about killing her husband. I'm I'm going to guess. Right? Isn't there like a current investigation going on right now into whether she murdered her husband? You'd think ABC would be like, maybe we shouldn't put on uh, on TV the person who is currently being investi- investigated for murdering her husband. But ABC seems fine with it, I guess. <laughs> Uh, they also have gotten, uh, Anne Hesh. I like her. Uh, that's the only one other I knew that's on the list there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Catfish host. Uh, he's good. And Ice Skater Johnny Ware. That seems a little unfair. Right, because ice skating is kind of like dancing, except on ice. It is. It's very much like dancing, just on ice. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, hey, look, I've seen a documentary this week. It's called The Vow. Uh, 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 about uh, an axiom, uh, a crazy sex uh, sect uh, that finally got their documentary. Okay. Uh, with uh, people <laughs> with that are... Uh, I didn't know this. But Karen Kirk was in this act, uh, the lady from Smallville, and another lady from Smallville, one of the biggest like Smallville stars. Was I remember that, yeah. Well. Yeah. Very, 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 very. Uh, this is on HBO, two episodes is out. I thoroughly enjoy this and recommend it. I give it uh, the two first episodes, an eight and a half, actually. All right, I finished season 12 of Big Brother Australia this week. 
Um, yeah. Very good. Very good season <laughs> altogether. Um, I like that they ended up wow. set, set up the way they set up the show. It it the finale is like UK, but the rest mm. of it's kind of more like Canadian Pig Brother as far as the mm. voting and everything else. Um, I I guess I didn't see who, who... I don't want to ruin anything in case people want to go watch Big Brother Australia, but I did not see the winner being the winner. Uh, no, you didn't. And, and and that's kind of funny because I think I asked you on Monday who you thought you were going to win. Right. And you were very, very wrong. <laughs> the, the funny thing is that guy did end up winning. Uh, he won right. $15,000, actually. Right. Uh, so yeah. he technically did win, so I was kind of right. Um... No, but I think in the end, with the three people that did make it to the final three, if I was Mm. one of the voting public, that's the guy I probably would have picked out of those three. Yeah, but true, I agree. Having those three be the one to end up at the final, any of one of those three people, I would have been like, why did I end up with these people instead of (laughs) right? I I totally, totally agree. I saw J.J. Villard's uh, Fairy Tales this week from Adult Swim, a uh, very short episode. Uh, I found it uh, very rude and very crude and not that very funny. I give it a five. What was it called again? J.J. Villard's Fairy Tales. Oh, okay. It's an animated horror comedy show, and uh, it's not that good. Right, all right. It's... One of the worst, I think, from Adult Swim in a long time. But yeah, if you like that kind of rude and crude humor, I guess. I mean, it's like it's trying to be updated uh, fairy tales, uh, but it's not succeeding. I didn't like it. I saw I saw what million dollar beach house on Netflix this, this week. <laughs> Why? Did you see this? No. Okay. <laughs> Why the fuck would I? <laughs> it's, it's just... It's like one of those shows where they, whatever, sell houses or flip houses or whatever, except this is mm. more about, like, this one specific retail... Um, realtor, not retail, realtor agency. Uh, and it, it's... There's, whatever, six people in this agency, and each one of them, in the episodes that I saw... They're selling a different house, so each realtor has a different house they're selling, and so it follows them, but it also goes into, like, their life outside of their job and things like that. If you were to be like, wow, these people are the worst people ever in the whole world, you you could watch the show, possibly. Uh, There's this one dude that looks exactly like Matt Morgan from TNA. (laughs) Remember that, Matt Morgan? (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is his son. I'm dead serious, but... uh. Overall, I gotta give this show a two. It's pretty terrible. Okay. Uh, I saw a, a Australian TV show, a dramatic horror show. Uh, it's a mini show, four episodes. It's called Hungry Ghost. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a very bad horror show. Uh I kind of was hoping this was going to be good because I, I I saw good reviews about it and people were like super excited for this. Uh, but I gave it a six and I didn't think it was that scary to be honest. And 
not entertaining at all. I think it was very good written and well acted, but I had no interest in the in the storyline itself, so I gave it a six. Okay, the last thing I saw this week, uh, Growing Belushi on Discovery Channel. Uh-huh. Did you I see this? Steve? No, is it Steve Belushi? Jim, Jim Belushi. Okay, Steve or Jim, yes, okay. Uh, what was his brother's name? Jim Belushi. I don't remember his his brother, the dead Belushi, uh, right from the Blues Brothers and whatever else. Uh, I think that was Steve. Sure, I don't remember his name, but yeah, that's probably right. Uh, this is about Jim Belushi growing marijuana in Oregon. Oh, okay. uh, I guess in Jim Oregon. Belushi moved to Southern Oregon and started a marijuana farm. And so that's what all this right. show is about. At least I see there are two episodes out. The first episode is all about him at his farm and the people that work there. But then in the second episode, he flies to Columbia to try to like find these super special marijuana seeds. Uh, and so it becomes this whole other show episode two, where the first part is kind of like a reality show on a farm. And then all of a sudden he's flying mm-hmm. to Columbia. It's very weird. Um, it feels very strangely corporate. Uh, and then at one point in the second episode, he's flying over Colombia and he starts going off about how Venezuela is like ruining Colombia or something. And I was like, okay, mm. Venezuela. For some reason, they're doing this weird Venezuela anti-Venezuelan propaganda in this Jim Belushi reality show. I don't know why that had to be in there. But overall, I was kind of entertained by it. Uh, I'd recommend you check this out on Discovery Channel. It's called Growing Belushi, but I'm only going to give it a 5.5. I would probably go higher if uh, it didn't feel so fake. Everything is super scripted for a reality Mm. show, and then that Venezuela part really got me. (laughs) I was like, why did they need to put that in there? Cool. (laughs) That sounds uh, weird. Uh, Yeah, Uh... who's the other guy in the Blues Brothers besides... Uh, Belushi, um, the guy who has Skull Vodka. Yeah, he's also Ooh, in the sh- in this ep- uh, in the second episode. Yeah. Okay. What was his name again? I'm going to Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Okay. So uh, I saw a show about uh, called I Hate Susie. So <laughs> this. It's one of the best shows I've seen in a very long time. It has Billy Piper in it. I love Billy Piper. She's amazing. Uh, it's about this uh, woman that is a celebrity. And uh, when she gets hacked and uh, pictures of her uh, comes online, it's in a very bad, uh, compromising position, to say it mildly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, the story about how, how, what's really on that picture and why she wants that picture to be deleted and everything. I really, 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 really love this show. I'm going to give the whole thing a nine. I think you will fucking love it. It sounds like a very like girly girly show but I promise you it's really not alright I'll have to check it out uh, yeah. another thing we saw 
Tough as Nails, <sighs> episode nine. Yeah, what was what was this episode about, Luke? Was it about uh, one being in the military by any chance? <laughs> yeah, if anybody is watching Tough as Nails or they're behind <laughs> on Tough as Nails uh, and they haven't seen episode nine, I want somebody to go back and count how many times Murph says he's in the military in just this episode and send it to us at another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh <laughs> Episode 9, Cut It Up, Team Savage Crew and Team Dirty Hands compete in the final uh, final team competition to win the overall team prize. So this episode had no individual competitions, it's just all team mm. comp. Uh, and then what's going to happen in the final episode is it's going to be all individual competitions, is what we figured out this week. So we mm. were wondering how they were going to manage to wrap this whole show up, and that that is how they're going to do it. Where if they would have split it, it would have been very awkward to try to end the uh, right. individual competitions in two episodes, yeah. So, I have two complaints about this. Murph saying he's in the military every fucking sentence uh, <laughs> in this episode. And how incredible fucking scripted this episode has to be. Because this is this is super interesting episode, but it's... Right. I, I and I really liked this episode, funny enough, other than, than Murph saying he's in the military. By the way, did you know he was in the military? I have said it less this sentence than <laughs> Murph did in that fucking show. But uh, yeah, but it, it's very scripted. So one of the teams is one under, and then they win the team challenge, and then we have to have a decider. And the decider is maybe the best thing, because... They have teased us last week with there being blood on on the episode. And uh, there was no blood before the last challenge. So we knew there had to be blood. And what is the blood from Luke? Well, they never really showed it, but we assume it's just like a blood blister or something. Because <laughs> well, what they're doing in, in this episode is all like logging competitions. So... There's right. a lot of saws, there's a lot of chainsaws happening, a lot of sharp things to cut yourself on, but it seems like he, he didn't cut himself on anything, he just was using the saw really, really fast, and he got a blood blister from, you know, mm. holding onto the saw without gloves, because none of them were, or maybe one or two of them were wearing gloves, but he definitely wasn't, and then they showed right. the blood, but they don't show us where the blood came from, so I really don't know. It's so, but they have been pumping it during the episode. It's like, oh, there will be blood. And last episode and at the end, yeah, that was the big like blood. cliffhanger. Was yeah. like, oh, next week somebody's gonna bleed, and then it's like the very smallest, littlest like paper <laughs> cut, probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I'm going to give this episode a five point five. I was gonna give it a six. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best episodes, to be honest. Other than I think it was because it was a lot less convoluted this episode because yeah. because we were only doing team challenges. It made it less yeah. weird and like just all over the place. Where when you're doing the team challenges and then you're doing the individual and then they would do the right. other challenge to kick people out, it just got way too convoluted. And we have four left. We have the blonde little lady that we have no clue how we got to the final. We have Murph, we have the policewoman, and then we have, who's the last one? I forget. I don't remember. I honestly uh, don't remember. Yeah. 
Right. So the blonde uh, that we don't know how she got there, Murph and the police lady. And you think you're the police lady? And I really think you're probably right. But let's see if Murph and his military. Uh, I think it might be the guy it. with the dreadlocks. Might be the other one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's right. It yeah. Is okay. The guy with the dreadlocks. Yeah. So yeah, we will see. Oh, we will tell you. So next week <laughs> we'll spoil, spoil. Spoil? I'm not sure we can spoil the show, but we will spoil the ending of the show. Nobody's watching uh, the show. <laughs> that, that, that's probably sure. Like, we are the two only people that cares about that show, and we really don't care about that show at all. That's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Hey, look, um, that took a lot of time. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is B-tier of time? Right, the B theory of time. Uh, one of the central debates in philosophy in the philosophy of time is between a theorist and B theorist. Uh, and unhelp these unhelpful labels can be traced back to John McTaggart's distinction between A series and B series of time. According to B theory of time, the present is not a metaphysical is not metaphysically distinguished in any way from the past uh, or future times, just as there is nothing metaphysical. Metaphysically special about uh, the current, uh, about the present. Uh, London, as opposed, oh, nothing is metaphysically special, say about London as opposed to Sydney. There we go. The B theorist right. maintains that there is nothing metaphysically special about the present moment as opposed to say the year eighteen forty seven or two thousand fifty seven. Some B theorists deny that time. Uh, really flows or passes, while others argue that the passage can be accommodated within a framework where all time, all times are metaphysically on par. Uh, while the A theory of time, in contrast, maintains that the present is a meta is metaphysically privileged in some way, and the properties of being past or being present and being future are fundamentally uh, are fundamental to the nature of time. Whew. So that makes sense. If you had to, <laughs> no. So if you had to explain to the, uh, someone that is a complete moron like me, what is the theory of time without reading this? Uh, I guess it's an arg It's a secondary argument to the first to our idea of time. That would be the right. easiest so, way. I, I, I was thinking of how to explain it to somebody that doesn't know this. So we think of time as a linear uh, line uh, or... Uh, 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 An arrow, I think is how they describe it a lot right. in, in the stuff we read, yeah. An arrow right. going one direction. So it's from from you wake up to you stand, uh, like go to bed, There there's time to period. This B tier of time kind of says that there's no arrow, but you still feel that time is going on? I think more that the arrow is passing and that everything in the past and the future still exist. Where right now right. we think, when you think of like our memories, we think of, oh, those are just memories because the past doesn't exist anymore in A theory. Where B theory, mm -hmm. the past is still a physical place that exists mm -hmm. Uh, and is and and so is the future. The future is also a place that exists. We just haven't experienced it yet. Where 
Right. In A theory, uh, the future it doesn't exist yet. It, it there is it doesn't exist. It it does it 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 it's not yet, and that's what we consider future. Right. Where B theory, the f- future already exists. We just haven't experienced it. Here's a, right. another kind of example, or another way of describing it. Uh, B theory of time is a given to two positions regarding the temporal order of the philosophy of time. So this has a lot to do with philosophy, uh, mm-hmm. but also gets into uh, the science, the, how science works with time. Uh, B theorists argue that the flow of time is an illusion, that the past, present, and future are equally real, and that time is tenseless. That This would mean that temporal becoming is not an objective feature of reality. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So everything uh, does exist in the same timeline, is more or less the theory then. Uh, that, I think they put it best with the, the idea of boxes, like the present, mm. the current moment, if you're, you're in a box, is the current moment. Uh, the past, does, it, it's below that box, and the box is moving through time. Uh, and that's our your timeline, your time tunnel, I guess we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in A theory, as you pass uh, through time, the past ceases to exist. Where in mm-hmm. B theory, the past continues to exist, and it's still a physical place in the past, space-time, but we ha- we've already experienced it, and we don't have a time machine yet that can access it. Right. So this is an interesting theory when it comes to time travel. Right. Uh, I think the first thing we should... We'll do the time travel last, I think. Uh, okay. B-theory of time was kind of invented by this guy, uh, J.M.E. McTaggart, like we said. Uh, mm. First coined by Richard Gale in 1966, uh derived from the analysis and change developed by Cambridge professor J.M.E. Taggart in the unreality of time in which events are ordered via a tensed A-series or tenseless B-series. It's a popular, uh, popularly assumed that A-theory represents an A-series, while B-theory represents a B-series. Uh, so he came up with a paradox in this book, the McTaggart Paradox. McTaggart is best known today for his attempt to prove that the concept of time involves a contradiction and that therefore reality cannot be temporal. It follows our perception of time is an illusion and that time itself is merely ideal. His argument for this points pop- uh, for this point is popularly known as McTaggart's Paradox. The argument first appeared in the unreality of time. Uh, the A series corresponds to everyday notions of past, present, and future. The A series is a series of positions running from far past through near past to the present, and then from the present to the near future to the far future. In contrast, the B series, in which positions are ordered from earlier to later than, thus the A series represents events in time moving relation... uh, Relation to the temporally moving observer, whereas in B-series, the order of time's events, as in, are firm and fixed relations to the other times. 
Right. Where, so, like I said, in A series, you're moving through time. Uh, B series, time happens, uh, but it's a fixed time. It it's it continues to exist. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. So so, um, I I I think this is interesting because it's uh, a long time ago we we talked of the Kalam cosmological argument. That was one of my my things that I wanted us to talk to. Mm-hmm. And this this also fits with the Kalam cosmological argument, doesn't it? Um. Well, I think B theory is a contradiction to the Kalam. Two, co- yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that is what I meant. But it's related to it. it, right? Right. The Kalam cosmological argument involves uh, a commitment to the A theory of time, also known as the tense theory or presentism, as opposed to its alternative of B theory, also known as tenseless theory of time. The latter. Uh, B theory would allow the universe to exist tensely as a four-dimensional space-time block under which mm-hmm. the circumstances of the universe would not begin to exist. Uh, right. And that, that just very shortly, is kind of the main argument in the Kalam uh, uh, cosmological argument. Uh, from start to finish, the Kalam cosmological argument is predicted upon a theory of time on mm-hmm. b theory of time the universe does not in fact come into being or become actually at the big bang it just exists tenselessly as a four-dimensional space time block that is finitely extended into the er- in earlier than direction if time is tenseless then the universe never really comes into being and therefore the quest for a cause uh, of it uh, coming into being is uh, is misconceived Right, and here's another thing from the paradox. McTaggart argued that A-series was a necessary component of the full theory of time, since change only occurs in A-series. But A-series is also self-contradictory, and that our perception of time through A-theory, therefore, was ultimately incoherent and an incoherent illusion, is what he said about the A-theory of time. Like, we perceive it that way, but it's an incoherent illusion that it is that way. Yeah, and uh, I I mean, uh, William Lane Craig that made the Kalam cosmological argument, he he is, of course, an A-theorist, and uh, he he, uh, has defended uh, the A-theory, uh, and then he said that despite the fact that the presentism has firm backing of common sense and eternalism revolves against them, its eternalism uh, regards as almost as the default view in competitory uh, debates and criticism as a highly problematic view. It says here, though, that re- recently it has been argued that a defense of uh, the Kalam cos- cosmological argument does not necessarily have to involve such a commitment to a theory. So some people are now... I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but that's after he already... The person who right. invented it kind of was like, it has to be a theory. Now people... Right. At, now that they're realizing, oh, our argument's wrong, uh, we're, we better switch it around and figure out a way for our argument to be right. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how I see it. I don't know. What do you perceive? No, I I agree, and this kind of goes into uh, the next um, interesting thing, is eternalism, 
uh, and how that goes into uh, because that is a philosophy of time and right. how that it's, fits in. It says here. Uh... It's popular to assume that A-series represents time like A-series, and B-theory represents time like B-series. The terms A and B-theory are also sometimes used as synonyms uh, to the term presentism and the term eternalism. Uh, so A-theory would be presentism, meaning everything is in the present. B-theory mm -hmm. would be eternalism, meaning it, it's eternal. Uh, so this mm -hmm. is eternalism. B-theory and eternalism are kind of s s uh, synonyms of each other, but... They're slightly mm -hmm. different. Eternalism is an approach to an ont ontological nature of time, which takes the view that all existence in time is equally real, as opposed to mm -hmm. presentism or the growing block universe time theory of time, in which at least the future is not the same as any other time. Some forms of eternalism give similar give similarly to that of space as a dimension. So instead of thinking of space as a uh, space and time, they're saying are the same. They're both a, a mm. physical place, uh, with different right. times being as real as different places, and future events are already there. In the same sense, other places are already there, and that there is no objective flow of time, and and that there is no objective flow of time. It is sometimes referred to as block time or block universe theory due to the description of space-time as an unchanging four-dimensional block, as opposed to the view of the world as a three-dimensional space module uh, through the passage of time. Right, and this is kind of what they uh, uh, kind of explained in, 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 in movies as well, is this like block uh, universe and block time. I can think of uh, like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is kind of maybe the most famous one uh, that comes to mind, but uh, there are many, many, many others, of course. Right. So uh, this eternalism is slightly like well, it, it's related to B theory of time, but I think the important mm -hmm. thing in this that we just talked about is the idea of the three-dimensional space-time or the four-dimensional space-time. And f theoretically, in four-dimensional space-time, there could be beings outside of space-time. That would be where the mm -hmm. fourth dimension comes in, right? Right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I find this very interesting and very confusing because uh, I, I have been always of, of the opinion of, of things are very, like, linear. Right. And and this kind of this kind of makes uh, I I'm not going to say more sense, but it kind of makes makes it uh, less important if God uh, exists definitely, and if the B theory of time is is there, there definitely is an argument against God in it. Uh, one person we watched a few different things about uh, from I guess is Sean Carroll who is a big proponent mm -hmm. of B theory of time something interesting he th said uh, is that there is no um, evidence in physics for the for a theory being the way time works where there is mm -hmm. actual evidence that B theory is the way that time actually works but we still treat time as though it's a theory uh I think the best way he described it was 
A theory is like, okay, I need to meet somebody, so I need a time to meet them, and then a place, a physical place to meet them in. But B theory is uh, the time, the place, but and also the height, like what floor of the building you're actually on, mm. and then uh, right. a, and then there's a fourth other dimension uh, you would have to come up with to decide where this person is in B theory. Uh, another th interesting thing, uh, in A theory, uh, this is kind of proving th that A theory doesn't make any sense. Uh, he's saying that in A theory, dinosaurs don't actually exist because the past right. <laughs> the past doesn't exist. Therefore, right. dinosaurs don't exist. Right. Nothing from the past does really exist, kind of. Right, and then the other cool thing they're talking about is the idea of being able to stop time. Like, what would happen if you stopped time? Did you hear mm -hmm. this part? Oh, yeah, yeah. And how they show you in the really movie like, these, like, super here, superpower where you can stop time, but you can, like, move, right. like, uh, the Matrix kind of thing where you can move mm -hmm. through. But he's saying if you were to actually physically stop what, what time is, like... If you were stop space time, you wouldn't be able to move because the air mo molecules wouldn't move. Uh, even if you were able to move, nothing around you is moving, so you would be stuck encased in air molecules all around right. you that aren't able to move <laughs> because they're stuck in time. Um, yeah. I thought that was very interesting. And then time travel from. Yes, let's be good. let's talk about because time in travel, a because... theory. Time yes. travel is not possible, but in B theory, time no. travel is possible because the past is still there. It's right. Still there, yes. And that is maybe what is maybe the most interesting, and also what makes me think that uh, the past, present, and future could be equally real. But then it also brings up the question of when you say the future is physical place that we haven't experienced yet then comes up the idea of fate right do we have control right. over our own fate if the future already exists uh yeah it's interesting to think about but time travel uh it says here recently however there have been renewed interests into the connection between tri time travel and more general issues in metaphysics and time change we examined some of these in the present section. So this is uh, from Stanford.edu. Uh, mm -hmm. Stanford University, obviously. Uh, it's an article about time travel. It says, the first thing we need to do is set up a various, various metaphysical positions where relationships with time travel can be discussed considering two metaphysical questions. Are the past, present, and future equally real? Talking about B-theory. Mm -hmm. uh, is there an objective flow or passage of time? And is... And an objective now. Uh, we can label some of the views of the first question uh, as eternalism is the view that past and future times and objects and events are real as the present time and present events and objects. Nowism is the view that the present time and present events and objects exist. Uh, now and thenism is the view that past presence exists but the future does not exist. Uh, so we can label some of these views on the second question. An A-theory answers in the affirmative, the flow of time and the division of events into the past, present, and future are objective features of reality. Furthermore, they are linked. Uh, the objective flow of time arises from the moment 
through time and the objective now. Uh, while B theory answers in the negative, while we certainly experience now as a special, as special and time is flowing, B theory denies that what is going on here is that we are detecting objects featured features of reality in a way that corresponds transparently with how those features are themselves. The flow of time and now and the now are not objective features of reality, they are merely features of our experience. By combining oh. combining answers to our first and second questions, we arrive at uh, metaphysical times such as uh, the block universe. Uh, right. So they're saying, uh, it says, so the position of time itself, now for some view, uh, uh, three-dimensionalism is a view that Persons, tables, and other objects are three-dimensional en entities. Uh, Four-dimensionalism is that the view that persons, tables, and other objects are four-dimensional energies extending through three-dimensional space and time, and one uh, three-dimensional space and one dimension of time. On this view, what you see in the mirror is not the whole person; it is just a three-dimensional part of a person. Right. I find this very, 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 very fascinating because I, 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 I kind of was thinking of something when you were talking about it. Like the uh, present can't be like if 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 a theory of time is is true, there would be no fucking history, would there? Right. It it it, it doesn't exist anymore. Our right. memories are just uh they're just that just a memory of of something that doesn't exist. Right, so uh, in a, a theory of time, there could be no pyramids, kind of. Because nobody was there to build them in the past. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Right. It says here, uh, uh, this can be use usefully compared with being extended into space. As a road extends from Melbourne to Sydney... Uh, not being wholly located at every point in between, but by having a spatial part at every point in between. Uh, so that's how you would time travel. If you could find mm. these three points in space, and then you had, in B theory, and then you were able to find the point in time, that would be like your coordinates in your time machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a whole TV show about that. It's called Star uh, Stargate. Like that's that's um, that's one of the things they do there. That's why it's uh, in a pyramid form in Stargate. So, what do you think about this theory of time? Do you think it fits up with your reality? I I mean, it's really hard to wrap your head around for anybody because we've lived our whole lives. Um, being told this is how time works, but then mm. when you look into it, it's so much more obvious that B theory makes sense as far as physics. Like in our reality, A theory makes sense because we're in our reality. But if you go to much lower uh, levels of reality, meaning my the microscopic level, or, or uh, what am I saying? Uh, Detoying the atoms, the at the atomic level, yeah. Uh, yes. Things don't work at at an A th in in A theory. Uh, right. 
it doesn't things don't make sense in at that level in A theory. Uh, and the idea that time travel is possible in B theory, where it's not possible in A theory, um, and the idea that dinosaurs don't exist in A theory because right. the past doesn't exist. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, the whole thing is a, kind of a mind fuck, but very very cool. Mm-hmm. It is. Movie news. Uh, Tom Cruise fro is in Norway apparently. What is he doing over there? Yeah. That Scientologist uh, guy. That Scientologist guy. Well, I can promise you, this is the only thing in which media is talking about. Uh, Mission Impossible Seven. Uh, Tom Cruise rents a ship to uh, in Norway. Um, uh, what well, has been very controversial because guess what? There's a pandemic going on and right. uh, they have uh, made uh, explanations for this. So here's the thing Norway's minister's, uh, culture, uh, Minister of Culture, Abid Raja, noted that he lo- allowed the production team of Mission Impossible to continue shooting even without having a quarantine at home. Okay. However, all of the subjects have to uh, take two health tests 48 hours upon their arrival in Norway, and the minister also clarified for his citizens that crew's prediction team uh, were not allowed to have contacts with anyone aside of crew members. So, guess what? What? Somebody's got it? Yep, somebody has got it, and it has already has been broken. Okay, so what are they going to do now? Are they going to leave them on the ship, or...? I don't know. Oh my gosh, alright. What a... what a shit show. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, Stupid motherfuckers. Tenant uh, opened overseas, hasn't opened here yet, but... Uh, I think that's next, this Friday, actually? Yeah, so this week. I think, yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan Tenant launched in- internationally this weekend, though, generating a surprising $53 million debut despite the, the pandemic. The sci-fi epic long pegged as the, f- as the film that would restart movie going after prolonged sim- cinema closures had the strongest start in the UK where it made $7.1 million over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would ever go out and watch Tenant now? Oh, I don't understand it. Hey, look, uh, I watched uh, Tenant this week. Uh, <laughs> you want to hear? <laughs> I did, but I did not watch Tenant in my... No. Um, <laughs> I'm not that stupid. Uh, yeah. I uh, I really really liked it. I think you will enjoy it. I I think it's his uh, second best movie to Inception. I think Inception is maybe his best. Um, uh, it's very cold, uh, but funny enough, it has a lot to do with time theory and the movement of time. I don't want to really spoil it for you, but time time is. Very, very important in this movie. Right, okay. Uh, and it has some super cool effects in it. Uh, and I I can't wait to see this movie in a better quality than I did, because I saw it in a shitty cam version. But I, I will give, give it an 8.5 uh, out of 10. 
Alright, I saw a movie from, geez, I want to say January? Uh, February in the U.S., I think. Uh, the Rhythm Section. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Blake Lively and Jude Law. Mm-hmm. It's about... It's a it's a revenge film where a woman's family gets killed in an airplane crash and she's mm-hmm. you know super upset about it and then finds out through an investigative news reporter that it wasn't an accidental plane crash as reported uh somebody did it on purpose then the news reporter gets killed uh and she seeks out a, a former f- friend to train her uh as a soldier to try to track down the people who killed her family. So, like I said, revenge movie. Uh, it was okay, but not great. Um, it has 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it's that bad. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Yeah, I I actually liked it. I, I thought it was oh, totally okay. I think I'm going to give it a 6. Yeah, I mean, I just thought certain parts were very slow and boring and unnecessary. Yeah. I thought uh, some of it was a little bit unrealistic, and it was a little all over the place. It was trying to be like three movies at once. Totally. Uh, I saw Train to Busan 2 Pensualua. Wow, okay, that's a name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Train to Busan 2. Um, I really liked the first movie. Um the original Train to Busan is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure I hated this. It's, it's okay, I assume. Uh, there, are, there are some logical stuff that from the first movie isn't followed up in, in this movie. I hate when they do that. But uh, if you like that the first one, I think you will find this interesting enough. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Yeah, 6.5. Uh, I saw a movie Behind You uh, from April. Behind me? Behind you. <laughs> I saw a movie Behind You. I was like, sta- I was sitting right behind you watching a movie. You didn't notice, you didn't notice me there? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, okay. No, it was called Behind You. Uh, it's about... Uh, two mm. girls whose parents get killed in a car crash. One <laughs> uh, And they have to go stay with their aunt. Her, their aunt are, is like, don't go in the basement. But, of course, the little girl's like, I'm going to go in the basement. Uh, mm-hmm. And she uncovers this mirror that has a uh, demon spirit in it. And it gets released. And, yeah. You and me saw a movie this week. Yes, we did. The new Bill and Ted Together. movie. Bill and Ted movie. Uh, should we watch the audio trailer for it first and then talk about it? Yeah, why not? 25 years ago, you played a concert in front of the entire world. Yeah. One month ago, you played in Barso, California for 40 people, most of whom were there for $2 taco night. <laughs> Bill and Ted. Nothing wrong with a $2 taco, though. No. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. We're supposed to unite the world and save reality as we know it 
Well, yeah, this movie has a ton to do with time as well. I didn't think, think we covered this. We covered the top B theory of time, and then this movie came out the same week. I just made that connection just now. I thought that was with purpose. No, we had that scheduled months ago. Oh. Happy accident. Happy accident. Yeah, those muscles don't look real. <laughs> no, they don't. How'd you like our song? It's a little on the dark side, but you know, that's cool. <laughs> hey, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? The ruler of the future tells best friends Bill and Ted they must co compose a new song to save life as we know it. But instead of writing it, they decide to travel through time to steal it from their old selves. Meanwhile, their young daughters devise their own own mu musical scheme to help their fathers bring harmony to the universe. Uh, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 66% of Metacritic. Yeah, so let's talk about what we thought about it. I mean, um, it's better than the second one, but worse than the first. <laughs> That is more or less it. Yeah, it's definitely the second best. I mean, the th second yeah. movie is so just terrible. I mean, I guess I could go yeah. back and watch it again, but I just remember watching it when it came out, and I really mm. loved the first movie at the time, so seeing the second yeah. one was really disappointing, and I think that was universal. I think everybody felt that way oh, about yeah. the second movie. Oh, yeah. This one is good, but it's not as good as the first one, like you said. It, there's mm. some really cheesy parts. I think the one part me and Fro both didn't like was the silly robot uh, mm. He had some funny jokes, I thought, as far as like uh, him saying his name over and over again. But mm. it, the animation and it itself just didn't fit with the rest of the movie to me. Yeah, and uh, there's a. Uh, we will not discuss the plot, but there's a plot point where me and Luke goes like, they didn't explain this. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened, and then they never explained it. Just it yeah. happened, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I gave it a 6.5, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. Or a 6, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Uh, are there movies coming out? Oh, we, this, gotta, uh, we didn't do reviews. Well, isn't that the reviews? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I have some Facebook reviews if you want to hear them. Okay, sure. Hit me. Uh, Timothy Moore says, uh... Movie was awful compared to the first two. Recommend not paying full price. Wait until it's in the bargain bin. Uh, but Chris P says, "Amazing film, great end to the series. Sit back, relax, and enjoy." Mm. Uh, another movie coming out this week is an independent movie I have never heard of. The New Mutants. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, five Teenage Mutants. Marriage Wolf Band Cannonball. How is that the fucking name, Two Mutants? I don't uh, know. Suns, Sunspots and Magic. Undergo treatments at a uh, secret institution that will cure them of their dangerous uh, powers. Invited by Dr. Cecil Rayers to share their stories, their memories soon turn into terrifying realities. And they start to questioning why they're being held and who is trying to destroy them. This was directed by Josh Boone. Uh, it has uh, 
Charlie Heaton, Macy Williams, Blow Hunt in it. It has gotten a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 2 out of 5 from Empire. Uh, still here, uh, a journalist risks his life and career to solve the case of a 12 year old girl in New York, directed by Vlad Fier. Uh, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm not seeing a Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, yeah, there is no Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie yet. Uh, starring Johnny With Withworth or and Afton Williamson. Never heard of him. Mm. Also coming out, Centigrade. Uh, uh, a man and his pregnant wife becomes trapped in their car when a storm uh, buries them underneath layers of snow and ice. As supplies dwindle and temperatures plunge, the uh, couple must battle uh, the elements and hypothermia in desperate fight for survival. Directed by Brandon Walsh, it has Genius Rodriguez, Vincent Plaza, and Luis Calcimani uh, in it. Uh, four out of 10 on IMDb, and a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the personal history of David Copperfield. Uh, the life of David Copperfield from childhood to maturity with his own adventures and the web of friends and enemies he met along the way. Director Armando Inucci, uh, starring Hugh Laurie, Tilda Swinton, and Dev Patel. Ooh. So pretty nice. big actors in this, uh, but it's got, oh, it's got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I love this movie's other than Bill and Ted. I really want to see the New Mutants, just to say that I've seen the New Mutants. Um, I mean, 94% is pretty good for the David, David Copperfield movie, but it looks kind of boring. So honestly, if I was sitting there going, which one do I want to see? It'd probably be Centigrade. Mm. Hey, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. In one word, you get a 30-day um, trial of Audible and a free book. If you cancel it, something I don't think you will, you get to keep the book uh, for free and you help us out. Luke, what are we going to cover next week? Uh, news of the week, uh, Tough as Nails, episode 10, uh, final, final. finale, yeah, should yeah. Be, we, finally over, it'll be over, yeah, uh, another yeah. digital review of finally. Tenant, yeah, uh, which comes out in America, uh, and main topic, Finland is fake conspiracy, uh, some yeah. people saw some maps and thought, hey, that country doesn't exist. Yeah, this is on um, request from Jeremy, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it in the past. It should be interesting. Yeah, it is a very funny theory uh, that it's only water there. But yeah, we will talk about it uh, when that comes. Uh, talking about Jeremy, let's do the Jeremy round. Uh, yeah, anything interesting you got? Uh, not super interesting, no. Uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Uh, yeah, TikTok. They said they were going to have uh, yesterday. They said they were going to sell, or that they were they had they had a deals, and that Tuesday was the possibility they were going to announce that a deal was made between 
Tik, uh, TikTok and Microsoft, I believe. Um, and now TikTok is saying, or China is saying that TikTok can't sell the algorithm because China, for some reason, has the ability to say no selling of al- uh, Chinese algorithm. So All they right. could sell TikTok, but the algorithm that TikTok works off of, w- they wouldn't be able to have that. So, uh, which is kind of part of the system, right? Uh, but that's what they're saying right now. Uh, have you heard about No Simp September? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> that is a real thing. <laughs> Internet Today talked about it. <laughs> Go check their video out. Uh, but yeah, I went down to Karen Hall this week. I have seen so many Karen compilations that mm-hmm. you have no clue. Yeah. yeah. I just went down the rabbit hole and watched shit loud. loud and you have loud, to have run a- across some of them in those compilations of ones that we've already covered on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for oh, sure. Definitely. But I just went down the rabbit hole. It was so much fun. Did you watch any of the MTV Awards thing? No. No? No, I didn't. Didn't say look at the Lady Gaga's uh, masks. She had like five different masks during the evening. Okay. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the reality show X on the Beach, right, Luke? Uh, yeah. I've never seen Nor- it, but I know what it is. Okay, in Norway we have the Norwegian uh, version of it. Okay. And uh, 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 they were having a party. Uh, for everybody, and uh, in front of all of them, one of the couples decided to have sex, and that has been a very controversial thing in Norway. Did you hear about Banksy uh, buying a rescue boat, and it's like going around in the Mediterranean rescuing people, (laughs) and the French are like not very happy about this? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Yeah, there's a picture of it. It's like all painted with in pink, and it says rescue on the side, and yeah, apparently it's rescuing uh, refugees uh, just yeah. traveling around. <laughs> I thought that was very interesting. I saw Banksy is coming out with a documentary about himself. He's coming out with a do- he's coming out with a documentary. I, I saw well, there was a Banksy there, doc. I didn't know it was pub- doc- by him. Well, he's in it, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that will be interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't think we'll see his face or anything, but... No, uh, no, no. Right. But I, I want to, to, to hear about his, like, philosophy and... Right, totally. ...things of mine. And yeah. what, what, how he got started, and that's what I'm most interested, because that's... I, who knows how he got started doing what he's doing, or where the money comes from. That could be something interesting as well uh, that uh-huh. I wonder about. Uh, Michael Moore warns that Donald Trump is on course to repeat 2016 win... Well, we have saw that very long time ago, so yeah. I mean, it's gone up and down because everything's changed so much with COVID. Uh, really changed the out uh, the outlook of the election, but now after the conventions have now happened, uh, it's looking like as like number the as far as numbers go, uh, they're it's really close. <laughs> like depending on what poll you're looking at, uh, it's closer than it was when it was Hillary versus. Trump at the same time four years ago. 
Uh, Joe Rogan has finally come to Spotify, and what do they do? They delete nearly 50 episodes. Uh, for example, his episode with Alex Jones, right? With Sarah, Sarah Gunn, more. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, welcome to Spotify, you fucking loser. Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the funny part is, I don't think I'm. I'm probably going to end up finding some mirror channel on YouTube to get the stuff off of anyways. You know what I mean? I'm yes. not going to go to... I don't have yeah. Spotify on my phone or anything, so if yeah. I want to listen to... Like, is this going to be where he goes to Spotify and half his audience just don't follow him? Uh, maybe not half because it's Joe Rogan, but, like, a lot of people are not going to go over there just to hear Joe Rogan. I I personally don't care. So I'm not going to follow him on Spotify, and I have Spotify. Right. Like I really, really don't care. Right. I mean, he uh, did an episode today with Miley Cyrus. Whoop de doo. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to hear that? Like, <laughs> Nobody. Not me. I don't care about Miley Cyrus. Like, yeah. Who does? Yeah. Joe Rogan talking to Miley Cyrus. Like, is he going to go into <laughs> her years her on bullshit. Hannah Montana? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, if okay, I would listen to the episode <laughs> if she only talked about Hannah Montana. Right, but it, that's because she I com- have a very, very fascination of that show. She comes in as Hannah Montana, like she <laughs> instead of being Miley Cyrus, she <laughs> pretends to Joe Rogan that she is <laughs> Hannah Montana, and Joe Rogan believes her. And it's like, oh, I love your love your show. Yeah. Love your reality show. So <laughs> reality good. show, yeah. Reality show on Disney. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, uh, best thing ever. Okay, uh, that's it. Uh, anything you could think of? No, let's wrap it up. Okay, my name is Fro. What's na- your name? My name's Luke. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.